This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Having traveled back to Neverwinter, Butthole's been arrested for crimes committed by a gang who worships Moonhammer. Alan's been named his lawyer, and Quinny found not Peter Baelish with all three of them needing to save Butthole from execution. What happens when criminals become lawyers? Find out next. On Dum Dums and Dragons! I love plans that involve costumes, and I love plans that involve pretending to be people we're not. And uh, that sounds pretty good. Let's see if anybody can knock that one down. Right. I, Peter uh, I, I, I gently touch Butthole on the shoulder as if to say, yes, yes, yes. Butt. <laughs> hole. You just you just called me butt. It's butthole. And just for a moment, once again, I am entranced by everything <laughs> he chooses to be. <laughs> but <laughs> She gave me a wink. I know from certain little birds who have been telling me their secrets of this town that there is at least one judge who can be caught red-handed in a crime himself. Now, if we can take down this judge, we take down the entire legal system. What is legal? What is not? What is right? What is wrong? Listen, I think the ranger, not Peter Baelish, absolutely has a solid plan. Because then we get to save the city and save me. Yes, that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how safe the city's going to be, but... Well, because you take down a corrupt judge. Yeah. We expose their corruption. Did Boom. you stop listening after that? Because there were phrases like, what is right? What is wrong? I think those are fair. In a corrupt system, what is right? Corruption. Time for us to save it. I believe in healing, and I think we can heal this country. Look, man, I don't have that much of a stake in this. Let's, yeah, sure. Alan, what's your plan? I like these ideas that are being thrown about, but I think the most solid defense has many facets to it. You need to attack the problem from many different angles. Okay. Which is why 
I think we should still mount a solid legal defense. Right. Just so that, you know, when you two, Quinny and not Peter Baelish, when you do give this verdict of not guilty. Ah, in case machinations fail, law prevails. That that we have a, a solid backup and so that no one asks any questions. So based on what you have right now, you have a number of elements that can come together into a fairly solid uh, plan. You've got a few variations on the plan. I think generally speaking, as characters right now, what you're uh, lacking the most is information and and data. So essentially, on the map of Neverwinter are all the major sites that you can visit. As criminal types, both Quinny and Not Peter Baelish have access to criminal networks and contacts they can gather information from. In terms of where you can go, the major sites are, again, the Beach Leviathan, the Driftwood Tavern, which, again, is kind of a comfortable, very popular with uh, with sailors, just kind of like a, a regular tavern in town. There is the Moonstone, which is the uh, sort of higher-end uh, restaurant. You've got the Hall of Justice, which you're currently in. There's the Protector's Enclave, the areas around the bridges. You might be able to get some information from there. There's the Fallen Tavern Pub. The Cloak Tower, which again is the mysterious former mage space. And, um, of course, the uh, the Chasm District, which is where Carmine was last seen. Right. Uh, I love the idea of the Chasm District just because it's called the Chasm District. Like, <laughs> how can you have a district out of something that literally doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> I love that. But aside from the existential debate, I think it would make the most sense to go to uh, the Moon Tavern? Uh, the, uh, Moonstone Tavern. The Moonstone yep. Tavern. Because if we want, yeah. as far as I'm concerned... Yeah. If we want to falling back into not Peter Baelish here. <laughs> the judges in their own web. Clearly they are well connected with the higher members of society. And those well connected people will not want to be taken down with judges seen as corrupt. So I think we'll find some good contacts there. That makes sense. I actually think I might have developed a good contact out of old uh, one eyed stink. Ah uh, yes. He's dabbling uh, in political Hampshire corruption stinks. now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh yep. you've met. He last I spoke to him, he was kind of getting into a little bit of political uh, work. Ah, uh, no crime stains red with blood like white collar crime. That's uh, is that a thing they say? No, I just made it up. Did you like it? It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Damn, you are a bard. <laughs> oh, Great. Well, you know. <laughs> um, so mechanically, the way this is going to work is um, there are uh, certainly a number of things you can do and a number of things you can attempt. I'm going to limit how many you can do each day because this isn't like a complete it to 100. percent No, You'll this is like a uh, dating sim. Exactly. Yeah. You'll have to. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it based. We're this all on. playing Gangoro Girl. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you'll have to, uh, to pick and choose what to prioritize from the sounds of things. Your first port of call for the thief and the bard is going to be the moonstone tavern. Um, Alan, are you going to go along with that or is there somewhere else you want to go? Um, I, th- I think they've got that covered now while, while Alan is just having a quick Sorry, look at the, the at the map, um, oh, no is butthole trapped in his cell? Can he, we, we, we like yeah. post so, bail for him or something? Uh, or? No. So butthole is going to remain under custody of the, Dang. uh, I mean, he's got a lot of documents <laughs> to look at. I have so many papers guys and they have big words. Did you know T H E spells the, and there are no nipples in here. Oh, Wow, that must. Why be hard couldn't for you. they just bump this up with some erotic content? Where are Make the yetis? Readable. Where yeah. are the yetis? You know, if you were reading in Braille, it could technically always be nipples. <laughs> That's true. That's what I taught Ranger. <laughs> Literally, we taught him to read Goblin Braille, and he added the word nipples to everything. <laughs> oh my God, that was you! Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> 
Excellent. Okay. Um, so I I, I want to do a little a little side thing here, Tom, and I'm just going to give it to you. I, I rip one of the legal documents in half, and I, I write a note, and I'm going to give it to Goblin Jr. and send him on his own little side quest. Okay. Yep. Because I, I think I want him to go sniff around town and look for, for somebody for me, and this is the letter I want him to deliver. Uh, I've, I've written a letter that we've, we've hidden that only the listeners will hear, not these characters. Ooh. And the letter read as follows. Dear Fiddlesworth, great job with the Moon Knights. Praise Moonhammer. I'm in prison, though, so get me out when you can, please. Love, butthole. And now, back to what the rest of the table could hear. I'm going to make my way to the Driftwood Tavern. Driftwood Tavern, okay. And make a little stop by the Wyvern Bridge. Just to see, just to see if there's anyone kind of coming and going that might be having a conversation. Just to gather general information about what's going on. Now that you have your uh, your basic plans, um, going to split up. Goblin Junior takes the uh, the letter you wrote for him and uh, runs off into the night. First and foremost, Alan, leaving the Hall of Justice, you're quite close to the bridges, so you head there first. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you roll me a perception check, please? Yeah. 17 total. So you notice there's a lot of commotion going on. The people that Quinny and not Peter Baelish saw uh, cleaning the statues earlier seem to uh, be just finishing up their work. But uh, you can see sort of a foreman who seems to be kind of uh, lining up some sketches. And uh, you overhear her saying, got to make sure everything's perfect. Uh, the presentation's tomorrow. The investors will be by to inspect the site. And if anything goes wrong, Lord Neverember is going to have a fucking fit. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure everything's ready to go, particularly for their big tour. Is there anything else you want to do around the bridges? There's no one else kind of passing by. I mean, it, it's it's uh, think of it as standing at a crosswalk in downtown. There's, you know, people wandering and talking. There's a few vendors around. Okay. There's you know what? I'll, I'll make my way to uh, the Driftwood Driftwood, ta- Driftwood Traven. Uh, what's your passive perception? Twelve. So uh, you make your way across the uh, Wyvern Bridge. Because it's now the only uh, major bridge, it's fairly packed. You didn't spend too much time in Neverwinter on your first trip, mm-hmm. so this is kind of the most people you've ever seen in one place, which is pretty exciting, so you're kind of taking in the sights. Yeah. You're finding uh, you're getting bumped a bit as you go across the bridge, largely because you've never actually walked through a crowd this large before, uh, which is right. kind of exciting, but also a little bit intimidating. You uh, make your way kind of skirting the edge of the uh, the ruins of Castle Never. You can see mm-hmm. it's a very impressive structure, and it once would have towered over the area, but it's been completely leveled. Uh, it looks like it would take quite a lot of money and time to rebuild. Okay. Uh, and then, um, as you enter the Black Lake District, you notice that the uh, you know the houses are just still fine, but they're they're a little less grandiose, uh, a little more functional. Uh, and you make your way to a uh, two-story tavern that looks very well loved, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely old. So we've got a thatched roof. Um, you can see there's uh, already smoke coming out of the chimney. Sort of a lively crowd inside. You can see the lights dancing through the windows. And there seems to be a bored human bouncer uh, sitting outside who's uh, flipping through a book. So I'm just going to go up to the bouncer and say, hey, hey, friend. Hey, new friend. Uh, My name is Alan, and uh, I would like to come in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, uh, hello, Alan. Uh, My name is Ashen. Uh, Welcome to the uh, Driftwood Tower. Hi, Ashen. Uh, Hello. Uh, You're not from around here, are you? Nope. Okay. Um... May I ask, have you recently checked your purse? My purse? Well, I got this backpack thing going on here. Yeah, my I, purse I don't mean like a, a, a literal purse. I mean oh. like your your uh, your money. Have you checked your money lately? Um, yeah. Okay. 
All right, good. Just uh, just keep an eye out because there are a lot of thieves in town. Uh, there's this uh, one-eyed fellow I've been keeping an eye out for. Uh, tends to work the bridge district, so uh, you might want to keep an eye on your possessions. Oh, oh, thanks for the tip. That's oh, really nice, you're, man. You're most welcome. Tonight is uh, we have live music, which we're very excited about. Ooh. Uh, we do have a cover charge of uh, two gold coins. Yeah, I can do that. Here you go, bud. When you uh, open your wallet, you realize you are missing 15 gold coins. Oh, shit. Yeah. Seeing your passive perception is a little low for large thievy crowds. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think you might have been right about that one-eyed guy. Oh, no. Did he fleece you? Yeah, like 15 gold coins. Oh, out of towner. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Listen, Neverwinter's a good place. I mean, you know, the, the town saw some hardship a while back. We're really on the up and up. I feel really badly that you got robbed here. You know what? You, you can just come in. Aw, thanks. You're a stand-up guy. Well, thank you. I'm sitting right now, but I'll be standing later. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it's the 19th time he's used that joke today. <laughs> <laughs> they just hear it from the prison in the distance. Oh, that must be that old prison ghost again. (laughs) All right, well, uh, come on in and uh, enjoy the uh, the Driftwood Tower. Cool, thanks. All right, so I'm just gonna go in and see uh, what who who, what kind of characters have we got going. Great. So you walk in, and uh, sure enough, it is a live music night. There is Mm -hmm. a a very boisterous uh, drunken dwarf on stage playing a panpipe. It sounds terrible, but he really, really commits. So uh, you know, everyone's just kind of into the performance art of it. The tavern is uh, fairly full. You see so there's a, sort of a, an interesting mix of people in attendance. Looks like you're not noticing any of the sort of finery that you saw back in the Protector's mm-hmm. Enclave. Looks sort of more blue collar. You see some of the people uh, dressed like the workers who are working on the bridge. The bartender is a large dragonborn. Uh, you've read about the dragonborn. You've never seen them, but uh, basically sort of a, a dragonish humanoid who is um, polishing a glass that's far too small for their hands, which is kind of hilarious to you, but is, you know, an appropriate size for glass, glassware. That's kind of kind of where you're at. Okay. We'll see. We got this dwarf here, you know, going to want to fit in. So I just yell, Fringa! The dwarf, he stops his panpiping, like he's still keeping the tune, and he puts his hand up in the, in the air, and he points at you, <laughs> gives you a thumbs up, and uh, looks to the bartender expectantly. And the large dragonborn sighs and gets ten glasses down, pours five for the guy on stage, five for you. <laughs> Says, uh, that'll be uh, four silver, please. Okay, yeah, sure, I got that. Great, putting the rest on the dwarf's tab. <laughs> so uh, the dwarf uh, finishes his uh, his third encore of uh, shitty pipe music and then uh, comes <laughs> to... <laughs> Honestly, that was a hit song a couple years ago, Shitty Pipe <laughs> Shitty music, music, so it like, makes sense. Yeah, I prefer the Pitbull remix. Shitty Pipe Music, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> he is Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Forgotten Realms Wide. There we go. The dwarf comes over and says in uh, Southern Dwarven, I like you. you. You've got style. And I just kind of look at him blankly, not understanding Southern Dwarven. Uh, and uh, the dwarf kind of looks expectantly at you. And then a little disappointed and a little confused, a little awkward. Like, he's also not sure if this is a meat cute or not. So he's just kind of trying to work his way through this. And um, he says in sort of heavily uh, accented common, Oh, I'm sorry. I assumed from your cry of Fringa that uh, you must be, uh, must be familiar with the seven dwarves. Well, I am familiar with them. Actually, good friends with King Mudbutt. King? Wait. He was prince last I checked. Yeah, now he's king. Isn't that what? cool? Yeah. My God, I can't believe you know my cousin. Your cousin? No way. Well, I mean, twice removed and, oh, of course. and three times forgotten, but yes. <laughs> my name is Old Mad-Eye <laughs> McGillicuddy. 
It's not easy, is it? Hey, old Mad-Eye McGillicuddy. My, my, my name's Alan. There's a lot of old eye-themed characters <laughs> in this what, episode. Uh, one second. Fuck you. You have any idea how many names I have to make up? I have a random name generator. It doesn't fucking help you, piece of shit. <laughs> well, as you know, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to meet you, Alan. Uh, as you know, old is a very common name in the Forgotten Realms. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've met a lot of uh, other olds. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. It, it's a very common title. In fact, in Winchester and its uh, neighboring town, which I am from, uh, it actually is our version of Esquire. Mm. Cool. Yep. Learn, learn something new every day. So I guess in, in your tongue, I would be Mad-Eye McGillicuddy Esquire. Ha-ha! Free then the uh, long-suffering su- uh, dragonborn brings over more drinks and is, like, meticulously marking a tab that he shows <laughs> nice. to the dwarf. So what brings you here? Well, you know, I was just hanging about, and funny story. <laughs> a friend of mine that I'm traveling with gets arrested. What? Oh, yeah. Happens to me all the time. Oh, yeah, so you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so obviously he's innocent. But <laughs> Do we all? Of course. He's definitely not. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, like, why he's been arrested and when, you know, just, just what's going on, just just to see what's going on around Neverwinter mm. that, that, yeah, that's maybe a little suspicious. Do you know anything about the Moon Knights? Moon, Moon Knights? Moon Knights. Oh, yes. Yeah, those those uh, fellows and ladies, yes, um, they came into the bar not that long ago. Vicious bunch. They go around oh. offering you free drinks, and if you don't take it, they fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that... Ooh, oh. You see that? And he points at like a giant smear on the wall. Eh? That was a lady who said, one drink was enough. I'm good. They killed her. Then he points to a splatter on the ceiling. See that? That was a half-orc who said, five free drinks is good for me. They killed him. Oh, oh okay. Also, so- I got to tell you, they do not clean the walls and ceilings <laughs> here very often at all. So, so how, how many of these Moonites are there, then? Oh, there's a bunch. They're taking over the underworld, or so I hear, is it? Do you, do you know where they where they hide out? Where they stay? Uh, look, I try and stay clear of those fellows. I'll take their free right. drinks. I've fallen over a few times after a few too many. They even gave me this. And he rolls up his sleeve, and he's been branded with, like, what looks to your eye like a weirdly bastardized version of the Moonhammer sigil. Oh, my God. Well... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you no, so much. No, no, it looks no. like you need some more drinks. Free-ya! Okay, yeah, no, I'm, I guess I... Sure, I'll drink some more. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer Allen's a hard-drinking Allen. So uh, you currently have ten drinks in front of you. Good uh, Five that you ordered and five that he ordered for you. You can certainly pace yourself, but just be aware that is, uh, that is how many you have. Okay. All right, well, uh, is it, I'm also curious. Do, do you know anything about these, uh, these three magistrates? Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Yes, I hear there's actually some bad blood between them. Oh. Yes, it would seem a couple cases ago, uh, speak no evil and see no evil got into a wee bit of a disagreement over a verdict. Haven't been the same since. No love lost between those two. Do you know who they are? I mean, you could probably find it in the public records, but usually they like to keep it on the down low, what with all the, you know, justice dispensary and such. Okay, no, this is this is really, really good information. Well, it's Thank so you. nice to meet someone who knows my old pal Mudbutt. Yeah. Sure is handy you have that, otherwise you'd probably have to roll some dice or something. <laughs> <laughs> dice, of course, being a game we play yeah, here, course. not at all related to mechanics of conversation. No, 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 I got it. Um. <laughs> the voice from the prison rings out. Boom! <laughs> 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 there goes that jail ghost again. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I I think I've uh, I don't know how much more useful stuff I'm gonna get out of. Are this you door. going to drink your drinks? Don't make me drink alone. Oh no! Yeah, of course. Do you know what? I'm gonna take two of my drinks into the bathroom with me. Drink them in there. I'm a shy. I'm a shy drinker. Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> Twelve total. Seems reasonable to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I dump them down the laboratory. <laughs> the classic shitter drinks. Yeah. <laughs> when you go in, there's a, there's a dwarf in the bathroom <laughs> drinking a beer. And it's like, oh, yes, you too. <laughs> um, so uh, Miguel Cuddy gets back up and starts uh, starts <laughs> the second set of shitty pipe music. Uh, this time with a little more stomp and remixes um, <laughs> thrown in for good measure. Uh, and he uh, he waves a friendly wave to you on the way out. And um, as he does so, your eye catches yet again the uh, barely healed yeah. over brand on his arm. Meanwhile, in prison, Butthole, you've been sitting in prison for a bit. Uh, there's not a whole lot to do other than read your documents. Yep. In the cell across from you, there's a dwarf who's doing some carving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yep, he just seems content doing that. You notice he's uh, his clothes look like they were once very fine, but now are pretty threadbare. Uh, seems like he's been through some tough times. Hey, man, what's your name? Oh, uh, my name is uh, Squeegee Limestenson. That's a catchy name. I like that. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I had a useful uh, patron, <clears throat> patron uh, <laughs> pass it my way. Oh, yeah, those useful Patreon patrons. They're yes, yes. pretty great. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I know prison, you're like not supposed to ask this, but this doesn't feel like gen pop. You know, like we're just here hanging out. We're two guys. Clearly, we're awaiting trial. Well, I mean, I'm awaiting trial, so you got to be, right? This is like holding. Oh, no, my uh, my trial's already come and gone. I'm actually waiting for transfer. Where are you getting transferred to? Oh, they wouldn't like it if I told you. Is it like a fun place? Like, are you, going, <laughs> are you going to like an amusement park or something or like a fair? Well, actually, that's an interesting question. You see, they kind of like leans conspiratorially through the bars and he's like, you know what? I like you. I like this guy. Oh, I like you too. Oh, we're going to be such good prison pals. We could be pen pals, but neither of us have pens or paper. So I can't reach all the way to him, I'm imagining, but mm. I can like put my hand out and I'm like, air high five. And you then lose. we, ah, ha ha. And then we're both uh, like happier. <laughs> you know what? I kind of am. I kind of am. So here's an interesting quandary for you. I'm an architect. And I'm actually being taken to a prison I'm going to help design. Ooh, which one? Can't tell you that. They'll kill me. How are they going to know? It's just you and me in here. The walls have ears, man. The walls have ears. Oh, my God. (laughs) I said bad words earlier. I'm not going to talk in here about secrets anymore. Unless, well, I I mean, we're telling each other secrets. How good are the ears? I I, I don't know. I mean, if I designed the prison, they'd be pretty good ears. But no, you didn't design this one. I didn't design this prison, no. But I do have a question for you. Oh, shoot. I've been pondering this for days. What do you value more in a prison? Do you value keeping the prisoners locked up? Or do you value uh, the ease of stopping them if they escape? Hmm. That's a... Tough one. I mean, you can think about it. We're in jail. Like we've got time. Yeah. No. 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 Like I'm. I'm gonna. I. I. I, I like sit and I ponder for a second, and then I'm just like keeping them locked up. Because, I mean, if you're just going to stop them from escaping, it feels like keeping them locked up would stop them from escaping. Okay, you see, that's what I've been thinking, but I was having a really hard time. They've told me I basically have enough budget to really pump one of the two. That's good. That's good to know. Thank you. Because, I mean, yeah, if if we broke out, that'd be a huge pain in the ass. But if we couldn't break out, Yeah, I feel like I'm going to regret this choice later. (laughs) I don't think that's true at all. This is obviously the end of an adventure, so don't worry about it. I'm an NPC. Uh, sorry, uh, NPC but I feel like is that, a non-prison constructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A neo-prison constructor. Yeah, a neo-prison it's, constructor, It's yes. a new prison. Yes. It's different than the old ones. Yeah, much different. Yeah, I, but I would say I lean towards that. Okay, well, that's good to know. 
I'm sure this will have no effect on your life in any way in future, but I really appreciate it right now. So it's hey, nice having pals in jail. So if you were going to make a cell, like maybe these ones, like uh, I'm saying purely theoretical. This yes. is, oh, of course. Hey, course. ears on the walls. Pure theoretical. But yep, like, pure theoretical. If if we were going to try to get out of this prison, I mean, what what would it get in the way? What would be the strategy? Well, I mean, the main problem with this prison isn't actually the, the prison doors at all. They, uh, the security is pretty light here in terms of the actual lockup. It's more so the people outside. Now, I don't know if you've met uh, Von Strauss and yeah. his, his crew. So cool. But uh, ever since the, uh, the cataclysm here, they really beefed up security. So the problem isn't getting out of the cell. It's not getting killed 18 times by the time you reach the door. Okay, well, you know what? You seem like a smart guy, and I'm having some fun with this theory. Radical conversation. <laughs> so, like, I mean, a lot of these facilities have to have problems. And you're an expert. You look at it and you go, mm. shoddy workmanship. Yeah, no doubt. Bad layout. That's a horrible idea. Like, where, where's, the, where's the weakness to get past the garrison? Like, there's always one. I mean, nobody makes a perfect place. Well, again, uh, this place puts a lot of value in its staff, not a lot of value in the building. Um, for example, when he points at the statue down the way, he's like, that statue's from the old castle. They really value their uh, their history here in Neverwinter. So uh, this building, as you can see, it's very ornate. But, like, why put a giant window at the end of this hallway? I mean, yeah, it's pretty. And, ooh, look, scary bars. Ooh, we should reform our ways. It's a giant fucking window at the end of a prison. Also, the guard tables are at the wrong side of the room. They're not guarding the door. But as you know, you had to come through two sets of doors so they can lock you between them. So, you know, ups and downs. Cool. So my name's Butthole. Uh, I'm still Squidgy, but nice to meet you, Butthole. No, I just figured we should know oh, each other's you. names because you seem like classic. Do you know anything about these, these Moon Knights or what's, what's No, on? I've been in here for a long time. I haven't heard anything from the outside world. But occasionally people come through here. I don't know, some new gang or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So question, I got my legal team, man. Is there anything we can do for you? Because I prayed <laughs> and I'm completely fucked. On like, a- I'm going to die. I said I was okay to the group. Didn't mean it. Sometimes you got to lie to be nice to friends. But like, what can we do for you? What can I do for you? Honestly, I'm set to be transferred in a few days. Um, and if I do the work properly, hopefully they'll set me free one day. One day. Dude, I'm going to write your name down. Uh, <laughs> and I, I take a note from like a little piece of paper and I'm like, Squidgy Lemonston? Uh, Limestonson. Limestonson. Do you know what? I'm sorry. That's on me. And I write Limestonson. Guarantee it's spelt wrong. But for me, phonetically in Butthole's head, it works. Yep. And I like, I'm like, I'm going to keep this somewhere safe and we're going to make sure. How long are you supposed to be sentenced for? Ah, uh, they said my sentence should last 50 years. We dwarves live a long time. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm just going to, if I get out. And I mean, I'm not, but I'm going to give it to my friends and maybe they'll get you out. I'm just going to hang on to this. And I, I put it in my underwear. Thank you, friend butthole here. And he slides you the uh, the thing he's been uh, he's been carving. Seems I, like he's it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you. It looks a little bit like a, an Escher, like a Escher cube. But you can tell it's it's like ideas he's been having about his prison. He's idly carving into the wood. Oh, that's cool. I uh, reach into my my pocket and I take out the drawing Alan did of like the Toki. And I'm like, hey, if we're trading like cool design stuff, maybe you'd like this. And I like fold it into like a little paper airplane that also sort of looks like it's like a paper warhammer almost, like a throwing hammer. And I do like a gentle underhanded throw and I fart as I release and it, it goes over to him. So he's got that. He uh, he catches it and uh, gives it like a little salute with it and uh, hides it before the guards can see. Nice. Uh, suddenly there's a huge uh, thump. Uh, the door of the, the two doors that you have to come through to get into the uh, jail opens and uh, two guards came in dragging a very, very tall figure in a cloak who seems to be muttering something that you don't quite catch. They open the cell next to Squidgy, throw the character in and slam it. He says, I'll get you, you bastard prick fox. And then we cut to... <laughs> Thank you.
The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows, you can get ad-free feeds, you can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows, you can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal. Our 
pals at the Moonstone the Mask. Moonstone, yeah. So the Moonstone Mask, it's actually on an island mm. uh, just off the uh, western coast of Neverwinter. Uh, you get there by taking a portal. Portal. Yep. Okay. So uh, you're currently outside the portal looking across the water. You can see various clientele outside. Uh, everyone looks fairly fancily dressed. Um, you can kind of hear laughter and merriment uh, across the water. Are we going to fit in here? I know I'm in my adventuring gear. What kind of clothing or what kind of outfit are you in there, uh? Not ah, Peter Baelish. Well, what counts first off is that I do not look at all like Peter Baelish, right, but right. most importantly, I cut a fine, fine figure. But you know, Queenie, mm. these rich upper crust folks enjoy it when someone not of their station is there with them, but with a handler, so to say, a safe way of having their own adventure. Okay. You stick with me, and you will fit in. And also at that point, not Peter Bayless just, like, pops his collar and just, like, licks his fingers and just, like, makes sure his goatee looks so on point. <laughs> Those gray streaks at the side of his temples, mm, numb. <laughs> numb, numb, numb. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Kat, can you roll me an insight check, please? Sure. Ten. You've never actually been into the Moonstone Mask, but uh, you've certainly talked to a few people who have been. What you know of it is that it's a fairly high security joint, but it's also, uh, in addition to being an inn, uh, it has also been known as a, a house of ill repute. Mm. So you know that in spite of kind of the, the trappings, it's kind of like it's a place that people will go for, for lunch and dinner, but also well known to be a place where uh, additional uh, services can be obtained. It's where the rich people go and get freaky. Ooh, some eyes wide shut kind of business or? Yeah, you hear a single piano key <laughs> across the water. I'd suggest keeping yours open. <laughs> So uh, do you step through the portal? Yeah, I'll put on like my hood and cloak just to kind of add like an air of mystery to me. Sure. Uh, and oh, I'll, they'll go crazy for that yeah, shit. Okay, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. And right. I, I'll, I'll walk through with not Peter Baelish. You arrive at the door and you're greeted by um, a uh, beautiful um, elven woman in a, uh, a ma- like a very ornate mask. Um, oh, it's getting so eyes wide shut on us right now. <laughs> uh, yep, she says, uh, welcome to the Moonstone Mask. Uh, may I ask, are you here for uh, food, drink? Are you staying overnight? Or are you here for something extra? I just elbow, not Peter Baelish. Well, I suppose it depends on where the night takes us, doesn't it? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. That's great. Uh, my name is Starlight. It's my absolutely my real name. Mm. All of us use our real names here, I assure you. She says in like that tired, like Lone Star server way where it's like, hi, my name's <laughs> Rodeo. specific. <laughs> <laughs> I've known a lot of people who worked at Lone Star and having to introduce yourself as like, hi, I'm <sighs> Spurs. <laughs> right. Would you like some free nachos? <laughs> anyway. Um, Look, I've been to a Wild Wings once, so I feel like maybe it's kind of the same starlight that's a... Uh, Beautiful for sure, real your name. We are coming here, my good companion and I, for food and drink and to see what else catches our fancy. Is there a cover? Uh, well, food and drink will, of course, run you uh, 16 gold, uh, unless, of course, you want to book a room for the night, in which case 45 all-inclusive. Mm. And she points to, like, a price list to her right. Mm. Do you want to roll me a persuasion check? Sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, 11 altogether. You know what? Those prices are going to stay exactly where they are. <laughs> uh, God damn it. But I mean, you know what? Your goatee looks on point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Does that add like one point? No. Oh. <laughs> I, um, I kind of bring my arms out from within my cloak and cross them and in and, and doing so kind of reveal the various weapons, my daggers, my short sword, my short bow slung across my back. 
It's kind of showing that I am a, a dangerous person. Mm. And I say, um, by the time we leave here, you will all have received more than you could have wished for in terms of payment. She, okay, roll me a persuasion <laughs> check. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Tyler is shaking his head at his own plan right now. <laughs> what was that? It was a uh, persuasion? Or actually, that, that's an intimidate. You're, yeah. you're intimidate? flashing okay. weapons. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that is a total of 10. She looks you up and down in like a particularly condescending way for a halfling. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> She goes to do it, like, it's going to be like a slow, like, I'm really taking you in, but yeah. it's just like, okay. Uh, and she says, oh, oh, little boy. God you really it. think you're the first one to show up flashing weapons in here? Do you know who runs this place? Do you know what they'll do to you? And she laughs uproariously. And I say, no, I don't. And who runs this place? You want to flash your crossbow around, you'll find out pretty quickly. From the jail in the distance through the portal, you can just hear, like, high-pitched giggling. <laughs> Listen. Oh, that must be that jail ghost. <laughs> yes, yes. No, he's uh, he's he's quite he's quite spectral tonight. <laughs> not Live sure studio why. jail ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't stop it. Uh, so we live with it. Starlight, I apologize for my friend. As you can see by his adventuring clothes, he's been out of this sort of metropolis for a long time, going on so many adventures, defeating so very many evils. I will be happy to pay the cover myself. Excellent. Uh, now, I, I don't... There's nothing on my sheet that says how much... <laughs> you have 50 gold. Okay. But I'm going to roll for a sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if there's a way that I can pay slightly less, because I'm not charismatic enough. Eight. <laughs> so what you basically do is that thing people do when they're trying to avoid the fair on the TTC, where they're like... Try and pour a bunch of coins in, but like, you know, you're also like sleight of handing coins back into your hand as you drop coins in. When you're done, you're like, well, there's the fee. And she's like, she opens her hand and drops out like the five coins you tried to put in. She's like, that's five coins. And she says, listen, I understand. Everyone wants a night here at uh, the Moonstone. I'll tell you what, because I'm so fond of your goatee and so not fond of your friend. If you're going to bring a pet, you may, but he should dress it. And she pulls out a... uh, a very uh, suggestive <laughs> outfit it says, you bring the little one in in that and parade him around. I'll let you in for free. This idea is awful. We should leave. This sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Descri- how this outfit, like, is it gauzy? <laughs> Thin and gauzy. Uh, it is the thinniest, gauziest, <laughs> I rolled a 20-est outfit. Um, it's basically like overly gauzy, but underneath there's some like real sexy underwear and a harness. With a leash. Okay. I look, I look at Quinny and I say, don't think of it as objectification. How should I think of it? Think of it Not Peter as Baelish. an eventual objective. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to need you to shimmy into this right now. All right. So can you and, roll uh, me an acrobatics check? <laughs> How difficult is it to get into this? Well, Have you ever depends. worn a women's Halloween costume? I can't say that I have. <laughs> 25 is my total. You look at it, you look at your cloak, you look at Starlight, who's like gently biting her lip as she stares at you, and you're like, I don't like this. So yeah. you f- flourish your cloak, mm-hmm. and while doing so, you manage to comp- like Bruce Almighty your way out of your clothes <laughs> and with all of your might into your uh, your slinky outfit. My harness, etc. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, and here I am. Dressed like someone out of a Mad Max movie. Um, Honestly, this really works for you. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Uh, so, I feel uh, like an ass. 
So Starlight <laughs> kind of this time uh, looks you up and looks you down a lot slower and with much more gratification, um, drops your uh, cloak and weapons in like a box near the door uh, and uh, passes the leash to not Peter Baelish and oh, says, wow. enjoy your time. Mm. Can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. Obviously, my weapons are gone, but I've got like thieves tools and things like that. Is that all kind of set aside? I'm just kind of wearing this uniform uh, you, that was you, given you to me. You literally leapt into the uniform. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. basically everything I had on me is gone. Yep. Good to know. Okay. Yep. Just in your fuck harness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't have to put a name on it. I was trying to keep that out for our 11 year old. <laughs> Sorry, I keep hearing things coming. Yeah, good luck explaining this to your son. Uh, <laughs> you already listened to the Two Dicks episode. <laughs> so I lean over to Quinny and I say, hmm, well, you know, I have some ins with the uh, upper echelons of the clientele here. And you seem to have some ins from people who would like you to be in them. (laughs) (laughs) What I propose is you take that that butt of yours (laughs) and you make your way around some of the finest clientele here. I can point out some of the richest people associated with those judges hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Got it. You seduce them Mm -hmm. and I'll work on the non-sexually harassing part of okay. getting All right. into this. Just for for you and for basically everyone at the table, let's just put a, a pin in referring to Quinny as a little boy <laughs> just for the next like 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> and then we can come back to that being like a funny little joke that we do. I mean, don't tell me how to live at all. <laughs> That'll be great later on when we're talking about other things, uh, but maybe not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, all right. Uh, duly noted. Heard and duly noted. So I'm leading Quinny around. Finally, she's in his little fuck harness and beat red, just <laughs> super fucking. Yeah, but because they're rich people, like I can only imagine that they are just loving that. Well, the weird thing is, once you get in, you realize that like you're not the only one. Uh, oh, so it, like, it, it seems like I mean not every night is uh, is fun dress up night at the uh, the Moonstone Mask, but uh, tonight happens to be such. I mean, like you know, at some bars have cool dwarven pipe music, mm-hmm. some have weird kinky costume night, and sometimes uh, it's naked karaoke, and it's you know no one no one's into it when they're singing the Lion King and your dick's just out. <laughs> God, I miss naked karaoke. I guess. That's tomorrow. You are working for three days before the trial, so... I'm not working here. <laughs> uh, all right, so, uh, so Quinny, uh, if I understand the plan correctly, you're going to try and investigate well in your outfit. I guess so. We're going to pull some real Charlie's Angels shit here. Yeah, yep, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, though, that maybe it might make more sense if, like, if he's there with me. If there are other people who are also clearly of status mm-hmm. that have people in their little fuck outfits, fuck fits. Um, fuck nope, fits. That's, yeah. nope, that's a terrible portmanteau. Out fucks. Then it may it may make more sense to have like it's clearly like a status thing, right. but also it it uh, portrays a, a, I don't know a certain kind of level. Like maybe we case the joint together, and then when he have to go off, maybe there's someone who wants to go off with you, and you can find things out. I mean, that's right. just my thought. So basically, I think what I'm going to have you guys do is roll um, some investigation checks, Great. Um, and that'll just be general casing the room stuff, uh, and then uh, from that information, you can decide if there's anyone you want to talk to more specifically. Okay, there is an additional investigation check I like to do for just valuables around the room. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just because that is my kleptomaniac nature. Fair. 
Natural 20. Jesus. Oof. So first, you immediately recognize there's a tremendous amount of wealth in this room. Mm. Uh, there's also, to your surprise, actually, um, sort of, it looks like there's middle class people in here too. Like it, it doesn't look exclusively upper class, which from the outside, it kind of seemed it would be. And right. frankly, from some of the places you've been, that would be the case. Now I'm kind of upset because I was like, in another world, I could have made it into this room. <laughs> you know, maybe if you didn't flash your guns at everyone, yeah. It's on you. The, the, <laughs> yes, thing, it is. the thing that strikes you as most interesting about the wealth that's on display is that no one seems concerned about guarding it. Oh man, heaven. So well, yes and no. Your your spidey sense says there's something wrong if no one's guarding their loot. Mm, that's, so okay. there's likely something or someone who's keeping a pretty careful eye on the joint. The big difference is it's it's like if you walked into, I don't know, a bar or a coffee shop and someone just like left their Mac open on the table and went used to the bathroom. Right. Generally that must mean someone's watching from yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So you the kind Mac of have an to explode. uneasy sense that uh, this there must be some pretty heavy guard work here mm. that you're unaware of. But lots of loot. All right. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll both roll as the investigation yeah, check for people to investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got a 20, Quinny, I'm going to give you one more thing. There is a gentleman uh, sort of with uh, long gray hair pulled back into a ponytail sitting in a, a booth talking uh, fairly closely with, uh, with a gnome and a uh, half-elf. And they seem to be having, you know, fairly uh, lively conversation. But uh, you notice that uh, occasionally he's tapping sort of a heavy ring against mm-hmm. the table from uh, your quick thief mindset. Looks like it might be a signet ring of some sort. And I can't make out specifically the signet. It's a guided table. Not even something that, like, it's a guided table across the room. With me. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, okay. it's the kind of thing where, as someone who is used to looking at these things in a world of 20, it looks like it might be something sort of. It, it's definitely heavy. It's not just like a. Right. A it's not like a high school ring or anything. Yeah, it's not yeah. a high school ring. It's not like. <laughs> You know, the best years of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I might be particularly zeroed in on that guy to I at least have him be a, give a second look. Also, mm-hmm. just a note for you, Kat. Yeah. When Quinny did his quick change into his much more revealing outfit, mm-hmm. he does have prison tats like all over his chest and back from like time that he served. Oh. Yeah. Just for you to know. And okay. some embarrassing yeah. ones. And some embarrassing from his ones. Friends. They say uh, Moonhammer Forever. Yep. Faith in Moonhammer Forever. Courtesy of this one over here. Mm-hmm. Is it A plus B plus Q equals heart? Yeah. That's our yeah. initials, and we love each other. And what was the... Uh, That's sweet. A heartbroken mom heart, thanks to Guy Bradford, because we had a real thing going. <laughs> um, and then Goblin Jr. gave you one. I think it just says, snarf, snarf. Oh, I think it was, I think it was like Goblin Killer Forever or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, he was yes. really proud That's of you. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because yeah, you taught him yeah. to read at the same time you taught Ranger. Yeah. 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 And, yeah and, and, like, and like gang tattoos, basically, because oh, okay. halflings got to do things to survive in prison. Wouldn't know anything about that, not being Peter Baelish. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a real, real tough cookie. But uh, tempered by the lace and frills and <laughs> the meshy bits on this uh, outfit you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm. It will eat that up in here. By the way, I've rolled for investigation 16, 16? altogether, yeah. And my second roll is a roll of 18, so 22. This is not uh, an unusual thing for you guys. You've done this before. Maybe not in this garb, but um, definitely like casing a room and, and wandering around. And it's kind of a thing where you're, you know, like popping in and out of conversation as necessary, but just mostly keeping it near to the ground. So what you're hearing here is slightly different than what Alan would have been hearing at, say, the Driftwood. Uh, people aren't talking. They're definitely talking about the investors, but they're more talking about opportunities with the investors and like mm-hmm. rebuilding. Uh, Castle Never is apparently one of uh, Lord Never Ember's like big ambitions. He's always wanted to rebuild it, restore it to its glory, but that's going to cost a tremendous amount of money and uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. 
you're also hearing the uh, the sort of concerns about the underworld. They're a little more vague here. It seems like these people are a little more disconnected. It's kind of how uh, different newspapers talk about crime. It's like these people are like, oh, yeah, things are getting bad. And, you know. Ah, so this yeah. is the National Post. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, uh, there appears to have been some dissent about Never Ember for a bit, but it seems to have calmed down. More importantly, uh, as you go, you notice that a lot of people are occasionally shooting glances over at uh, the table with the, the long-haired gentleman that you noticed earlier. No one's really saying anything, but like you can occasionally say, like, I can't believe he's here. Like, mm. Seems like a foolish, uh, foolish place to be, but, you know, I guess it's his life to lead. And uh, as you're walking around, you notice the, uh, the half-elf kind of nod vaguely conspiratorially, slip him uh, like a sheet of paper and, uh, and get up to leave. So the guy with the ring is getting up to leave? No, the, uh, the half-elf who was with him is getting oh, up to leave. Okay. Yep. The guy with the silver hair uh, is, is human? Yes. Okay. I'm going to walk over there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like grab a drink off of like a service tray, like as they're walking by kind of thing, mm-hmm. and like set it down at the table in front of the guy with the ring. Uh, is there any way that I can see what's written on the paper as I approach the table? Uh, roll me a tremendously good perception check. Well, that's probably not going to happen. That's a two. <laughs> oh, buddy. A two plus three. So a total of five. You walk up, you try and see what's on the paper. The paper is face down and yeah. um, he sort of quickly pockets it. And he kind of looks at you as if you, you know, walked into his house. And the gnome says, ah, excuse me, can we help you? Are you lost? Uh, I, uh, I come up very quickly. Pardon my, not a boy, but a young man. <laughs> Pardon him, he doesn't know his place sometimes, does he? No. And also I speak gnomish. Mm. So I decide to turn to the gnome and speak to it in, its, in, in his tongue mm-hmm. and say, please, so many apologies. I, as a, a human, understand that sometimes our own humans don't treat others the way they should be treated. But do not worry. You'll be disciplined accordingly. Is there anything I can do could, to soothe this insult? Can you roll me a deception check, please? Thirteen. So he uh, he seems very surprised that you're speaking to him in gnomish. Uh, no one really talks, no one speaks gnome to him in uh, Neverwinter. So he's uh, a little taken aback, but uh, also very pleased. Uh, and he says, oh, that's okay. I'm used to humans, particularly around, you know, as a halfling, I'm sure he gets a lot of the same shit I do. Oh, you know, right. It will cost little boys. Uh, we're both older than most people. Uh. Ugh. Yeah, right. Ugh, indeed. You get it. Thank you for using our people's term for, for frustration. Um, well, uh, it's just uh, we're conducting uh, business, uh, of course, with my esteemed friend here. And the uh, you can see the like the man is like looking down kind of, in, you know, in that way where celebrities are waiting for their like handler to deal with someone. He's just doing that. Yeah, I'm super familiar with that. <laughs> it's a it's that look I normally see when live. I walk past celebrities and they're like, please get on. Get on. <laughs> um, he's just, yeah, he, he clearly looks like he's waiting for you guys getting pushed off. Right. And I'm just, uh, but I, I'm just a little confused as to why your friend put his drink on our table. That's still a gnomish? Yeah. Uh, okay. Allow me to uh, clear up uh, everything for you. And I, I turn to Quinny and just kind of whisper in his ear, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Look at this guy's ring. This guy is somebody. People are looking at him. Can you see? Can you see what the what's what's the ring about? <laughs> the gnome starts gesturing to security because there's two people whispering in front of his table. I I, I, I say in full common because I I don't know gnomish or anything, but I say uh, uh this drink was brought over from and I just kind of gesture my head over to hopefully anyone who has been like watching this guy, being like courtesy of a friend. And I put the drink down. I nod over that way. Uh, the man kind of looks up and says, as if I have any friends in this cursed town. Uh, and he sort of taps his ring twice and he gets up to leave. 
well, I turn to the gnome and say, in gnomish, oh, that's a terrible shame about your friend. I know how that feels. And uh, do you... Do you work under him? Or are you employed by him? We've been trying to hash out some business. Mm. Can you roll me a persuasion check? 13. He's on the hook, but he's not giving you anything. Right. Uh, he basically says, like, well, uh, we, we were trying to come to some business, but as you can probably guess, knowing who he is, he's a rather hard man to do business with. After all, he's not supposed to be doing business with anyone, am I right? Yes. But it uh, could be quite a lucrative deal if we could sort it out. Yes, of course. Just it, based on what... Sorry, you go ahead. Uh, so that was me, actually. You go ahead. Yep. Uh, is, I'm just asking, is uh, our friend with the ring moving to the exit, or is he moving yeah, he's, somewhere he's, he's else? Yeah, he's getting out of there. I'm going to follow him. If you want to keep talking to the to the no, I'm going to I'm going to tail yeah, this guy. Yeah, you go and be his friend, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, uh, <laughs> he makes it to the exit, and uh, Starlight at the door sort of says, uh, like, oh, thank you very much for coming, Your Excellency. Uh, uh, good luck with the case. And uh, he kind of nods to her and uh, makes his way out the door. Okay. I want to grab my stuff as quickly as possible, and head out with him. In the time it takes you to get your stuff, he's going through the portal. I'm looking back at not Peter Baelish. What's not Peter Baelish doing? I was still uh, talking with the gnome, and I saw you following this person at the door. I think it would behoove us to follow him if he's already going through that portal. I mean, if we can catch him in time and and follow him as, as quickly as possible, this may mean you don't have time to grab your stuff. Man. Well, all right, yeah. I'm ready to go through. I'm ready to go through the portal. I can always to, come back and get it. I I'm mean, gonna, yeah, no I'm star- gonna come back yeah, and get well, it, okay, and, and I will introduce right. Starlight <laughs> to my short sword. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Check out this place. You'd love to retire here? What is this? Oh god, what have you done? Ah! Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.